This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Time now to talk with our guy, Jonathan Coachman from Sportsline. You hear him there, and he joins us right now on the Roman, on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. Coach, how you doing, man? Long time no talk. How you been? I got to tell you, I love coming on your show. I love talking with you guys, and I love it when you're going through all the games and we know that we just cashed the Blazers minus four and a half, one of our best bets on the early edge today. So we're ecstatic right now. How are you guys? Oh, my God, Coach. There is nothing I love more. There's, It's very difficult, right? There's two choices, and they're both happening at once, so I'm a happy camper. As somebody who grew up born and raised in Portland, there's nothing – I love more than watching the L.A. Lakers implode into a disaster. And while my Blazers continue to succeed, despite even me saying that they were going to be dead playing team this year, at the very best, sitting atop the West now, oh, my God, it feels amazing. What are you seeing from these Blazers? How profitable have they been for you? When did you jump on board the Blazer train? Well, just the last couple of it. First of all, great to talk to you. Great to hear your voice. Now, when it comes to the Blazers, nobody knew they were going to be this good because here's the problem that you have with the NBA, especially when you're handicapping. We say all the time, and I don't know if you guys say it on your show or not, but on the early edge I say, listen, let's ease in to the NBA. Let's ease in to college basketball because there's just no way for you to know in week one, week two, week three what the teams are going to do. And the Blazers are a perfect example of that. The Utah Jazz are another perfect example of that. If you bet them like it was last year, you're losing your shirt right now. But they're not. Now, the only thing I will tell you that's better than being on the East Coast and being a LeBron hater and a Lakers hater, I live in Orange County. I get all of the local channels. I get all of the Laker hate because right now they are public enemies number one because they are so bad. So to your point, it's awesome. And even in L.A., the Lakers are no longer the toast of the town. And the other teams like the Jazz and the Blazers certainly are. Yeah, the Lakers have been, again, a huge disappointment. Two wins this season, and unfortunately, I bet on them a couple times. What do you think about this <laughs> Seattle-Tampa Bay game that we're going to get on Sunday morning? Because the Bucks are now three-point favorites. Seattle's been a great story with Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker and Pete Carroll. Nobody believed in them. Their win total was 6.5 coming into the season, and now they're in first place in the division. What do you think about this game, though? Because Tom Brady had the game-winning drive, even though they didn't look very good against the Rams. Maybe some motivation. Maybe, uh, maybe that gave them the jolt that they needed. So here's the thing. If you really look at it, and sometimes a, a victory, guys, gets masked over in the whole storyline. And when, you, when you're playing the video of Tom Brady going, yeah, that was effing awesome. Yeah. No, it wasn't. That was a horrible performance. You got lucky that Sean McVay and that coaching staff did the dumbest thing you could possibly do, and that is play not prevent. It was prevent, prevent defense with 60 yards to go, no timeouts in 50 seconds. Play the same defense you played the entire game that shut them down. They didn't do that. So now the narrative is, oh, Tom Brady's back. Oh, the Bucks are tied for first at four and five. Oh, no, no, no. The Seahawks are the team. The Seahawks every single week. The narrative's different, and they always come out on top. You've got to start believing in this team. You've got to start believing in Geno Smith. You've got to start believing in Kenneth Walker, who is a beast. 
coming out of Michigan State as a rookie. So we have been playing Seattle for the last three or four weeks and cashing ticket after ticket after ticket. People need to understand we're in week 10 now. There's no more pretenders. And you got to understand these are who these teams are. The Bucs are not a very good football team, and we need to understand that. What do you think about the Green Bay Packers this weekend? Because if there's a team that can be any more desperate than Green Bay, I'd like to know who they are. They're back home. Obviously, there's history between Dallas and Green Bay going back to Dak's rookie year. Just a lot of, like, spice there. Uh, Dallas, five-point favorite at Lambeau. We talked about this on our mega preview on Tuesday, and the easy thing to do is, oh, Dallas minus the five. But if we go back to the Buffalo game, when, again, to me, horrible, horrible game plan. You're down 17 and you still try to shorten the game and run the game clock down to zero every time you have the ball, idiots, idiots, idiots. But what they showed at the end of that Buffalo game is that if they decide to open it up, they do have some weapons that can get open. They do have some weapons that can score. And I think now with their back completely against the wall, you're going to see them throw caution to the wind and say, you know what, Aaron Rodgers, let's do it your way. And if his way is three wides or four wides, I think Green Bay could stay within the number. That being said, I think they're an awful football team. I think Aaron Rodgers has checked out. I believe in Dallas. I believe in what they're doing. And if I have to play something, it would be Dallas. But I'd put them in a parlay because five points on the road in the NFL at Lambeau, anything could happen. I wouldn't trust that number at all. You think that Aaron Rodgers became checked out when? I think when he – I think it was the beginning of the season after – the you, when, they, when he started taking a lot of criticism for not showing up in the offseason, not working with his teammates, taking shots at these rookies, saying, hey, they're going to have to step up. Well, how do you do that, Aaron? You show up in June. You show up in May. You get these guys ready. You lift them up. You coach them up. And he didn't do that. And I think that he now realizes that the team hasn't put anybody around him. He makes $50 million. Why do you take $50 million? Because you're selfish. And we all know, look at any quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, any quarterback that has taken maximum money, what happened to their team? They weren't very good. Because that takes one or two quality players off your team when you're playing somebody 40 to $50 million. That's when I, check, that's when I think he checked out, is when he took that money and decided to do nothing in the offseason with his teammates. And the other guy that took a bunch of money, and I don't think he deserves it, is Kyler Murray. And, man, that's a one-and-a-half-point spread because we found out today, and nobody knew, that Matthew Stafford's in the concussion protocol. And the Rams look bad with Matthew Stafford. Terrible offensive line, no run game. And they're one-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Arizona. Coach, I know Arizona's terrible, but with no Stafford and that team right now, uh, would you bet Arizona, would you bet the Rams, or would you just stay away from this game completely? I have I have my hand up right now in the air. You can't see it, but I got two words for you. Stay <laughs> away. Because I will never put another dime on the biggest fraud quarterback in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals were stuck. They had to pay him. They didn't have anybody else. You look at all these other teams that don't have quarterbacks, and they cannot win. They said, you know what? At least this guy has gotten us to the playoffs. At least this guy has showed us he's got a little bit of moxie. But he also showed us that he's a terrible leader. He also showed us that he likes to pout like a little eight-year-old little boy. And that doesn't work in the NFL when you're making $230 million. And then you got a head coach that's a horrible game manager. So to me, I wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole. The only play that I would make would be the under. Wow. 
The the total that I love, Coach, 48 and a half over yeah. Lions-Bears. It's like I don't understand why it's that low. It's only gone up a half of a point since the Open. Detroit doesn't play defense, neither does Chicago. Chicago's offense has figured some things out. Justin Fields has been absolutely electric. What do you say? Well, I think the reason is because sportsbooks love to do this. They love to have a recency bias. Sometimes we get really good numbers based off a bad performance, right? So when the Lions only score 15 points against the Packers, that's what sportsbooks look at. And they go, oh, well, maybe there's something wrong with the offense. No, the Packers' defense is just pretty solid. Yep. That's what it was. So the Bears' defense we know isn't. They gave up 35 to – uh, to Miami to give up 49 to the Cowboys. But as you said, they're now starting to score themselves. They're starting to figure out this is what we do with Justin Fields when he's breaking records running for 174 yards. We cast his over easily last week on his rushing total. And I'm going to play it again. Him, Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, I play their rushing totals every single week, and I, I've profited because of that. So to me, I agree with you. I would bet the Bears over every single week until they show us, A, they can stop somebody, or B, maybe their offense isn't as good as it's looked the last couple of weeks. Coach, I hate that I even have to bring this game up, but uh, we're on the air for it live tomorrow, and it's the Thursday night game. And it was actually a pretty decent game two weeks ago, but we just saw it two weeks ago. You got Atlanta yeah. taking on Carolina. They're two-and-a-half-point road favorites. The total is 42 and a half. What do you think here? Because you're getting under a field goal with Atlanta. Carolina, they have not looked good this season. And maybe Baker starting at quarterback. What would you do here? I really thought that after the Bucks 21-3 win, after that incredible finish, and we were on the Panthers plus four. And so that was a miracle cover for us uh, two weeks ago when it was 34-33. But now here's the problem. P.J. Walker, they're putting him right back in after yanking him last week. How much confidence does he truly have? The Falcons, to me, they gave one away. Can they bounce back in three days? Some teams, it's good for them. Some teams, it isn't. If I'm leaning toward a side, I'm going to lean towards a side that is tied for first place, that is walking into their building every single day saying, listen, we saw something to play for. We're a playoff team as it stands right now. So to me, the Panthers are who they are. I think they had their two good weeks. I would take the Falcons, but I'm not touching this one tomorrow. I'll find other creative ways uh, to, to put some money down. You like any props in this one? I, to be honest, what have we seen from the last couple of primetime games? It's just One been under cities. No under, no yeah, yep. like an hour for the game. Yeah. And so I haven't even looked at props for tomorrow because I need to see, A, is P.J. Walker going to stay in the whole time? Because we played his over last week. It was like 160, and he gets yanked out of the game. Yeah. So you got to stay away from that. And we, we talk about that, and I know you guys do because your show is amazing, that sometimes you got to be very careful – because if you have a running back that's a combo back yep. or a running back that's not a good fit, but the books still have his number where it normally is. So I'm going to wait till tomorrow. We do a full hour show before every NFL game, and then I'll figure out if we're going to play any, any props in that one. Uh, Coach, before we let you go, anything that you like in college football this weekend? Well, uh, we've played the three games tonight. So far, they're looking pretty good. Uh, I haven't even – so we do a college football thing today, and I've been so stuck on NFL and getting ready for this. Haven't even looked forward yet. Haven't even looked forward yet because you guys know this. When oh, you yeah. do a daily show, if I look forward to Saturday, I couldn't focus on Wednesday. So I have not looked forward to anything yet, but I do know that uh, you're going to see some teams start to pound teams. Michigan last week, if you would have played them, you would have cashed. All these teams now, the difference, and I want people to hear me on this, the difference between college and pros is in college now it matters. The, the amount of, time, uh, uh, of points you win with, it matters. And so I would play the teams at the top, 
and I would play them on the spread because they've got to keep winning and winning convincingly when you've got teams like LSU out there with two losses, other teams like USC that's ranked eighth that could move up. They can't afford that, whether it's Michigan, TCU, Georgia, Ohio State. they got to win, and they got to win with class. So that's, those would be the teams that I would really, really focus on. Thanks so much, Coach. Have a good weekend, man. Thanks for coming on. You guys are the best. Talk to you soon.